Hello and welcome to Kayla and Harrison won't, won't shut, shut up. up. Yay! Coming to you live from well, it's not that's live. a lie. It's not live. <laughs> Coming to you relatively recently from somewhere on Earth, Alaska, as we determined a couple podcasts ago. We're in Juneau, Alaska, and it's cold. It's so cold here in Alaska. And um, maybe the sun's up all the time, or maybe it's down all the time. That's also a song that we didn't listen to just now, but we should. A song? It's so cold in Alaska. (laughs) That's a really good song. Anyway, (laughs) um, it is 100% true. Um, I think it's Rufus Wainwright. Oh, okay. Um, He only did that one song, and everyone knows that. That's true. Okay. So we, we we had a mission this time. We had, like, criteria... Um, Harrison, do you want to maybe explain our criteria for this film? Our criteria was, um, it had to be something neither one of us had seen. And, uh, I suggested a sad movie. Well, you said not horror. Because I've gotten into a point in my life where all I do is watch horror movies. And you were like, let's watch not a horror movie for the first time in our whole lives. Yeah, I don't usually like horror movies. They're my least favorite, but... What? <laughs> oh, wait, that, that he was being facetious. I get it. I get jokes. I'm joking. <laughs> um, so, anyway, <laughs> there's a chance that I may have seen the movie that we watched, but it was at a point in my life where I don't remember. Well, okay, and the other thing that happened was we were really having a very hard time finding a movie neither one of us had seen. That is true. And we have secret special guest who's not a special guest on this, Michael who's secretly also here. <laughs> and he, we, we wanted it to be a movie he hadn't seen <laughs> either. So that's a lot of criteria. It's not a horror movie, something neither of us had seen. Um, Harrison wanted to watch a diverse film, which makes it harder than you would imagine, because then we thought, let's watch a classic. And as we all know, American classics are whitewashed as all hell. Um, and then we decided the best way to meet all these criteria was an animation. So I Googled the best animated movies of all time and got a rolling. Shout out to Google. Shout out to Rolling Stone, whose article I read. And I was actually a little surprised. That was kind of a lame list. Like The Incredibles was on it. Uh, I don't think I would call that a top 40 of all time animated film. No. Well, no. No, I wouldn't. I No, I wouldn't. But anyway, the, the, um, the Secret of Nim was on there. And none of us had seen it, or Harrison thinks he might have seen it as a kid, but he didn't remember, so it didn't count. And I was so desperate to pick a film that I just immediately rented it on Amazon. And that's how we got there. So this episode is about the secret of Nim, spelled N-I-M-H. Nim. Yep. That's where we are. Yes, that is where we are. Complete (laughs) transparency. I'm all about transparency. I don't lie to my listeners. (laughs) Um... What, how should we... Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> the three of us who are all grown adults <laughs> had a really hard time following this film from the beginning. Well, actually, I would want to say that you and Michael did. I was paying attention just fine, but you two couldn't tell who was a rat. Someone thought there was a fox in this film. There's, There's no Jeremy fox, is in, this a fox. Film. in this film. Is it Jeremy? Jeremy is the crow. <laughs> oh, Jeremy's the best character. But so before we get too crazy, let me explain. <laughs> so this there, is this yeah. is a children's movie from the early '80s. It's directed by um, a pretty well-known animation director who did. What did we decide he had done? 
American Tail. Land Before Time, American Tail. Thumbelina. Rock-a-doodle-doo, Thumbelina. All those classics from your childhood that weren't Disney, um, basically. Did he do Fern Gully? I wish, no. No. No, he did not do Fern Gully. Not true. Intern Michael reports that he did not do Fern Gully. His name is Don Bluth. Don Bluth. Um, this was based on a children's book we also learned called Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. And they had to change Frisbee to Bisbee, Brisbee, for obvious Frisbee reasons. Mm-hmm. That was funny. And also, one of you read a quote about how um, this is a great film, but it would be hard to follow for children. Ebert. E- Roger Ebert said that. Yeah. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace, which I find funny because, again, I had no trouble following it, but Harrison and Michael are actual children. I just had a lot of questions. but I have a lot of questions, too, based on the end. But before toys. <laughs> Michael was playing with toys. But before we get again into it, the premise of this film is that a mouse Let's named... read the description. Oh, okay. Because we definitely don't have it pulled up. Oh, do you? To save her ill son, a field mouse... Oh, yeah, mouse... we still have it on the television. Never... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Read it, Harrison. To save her ill son, a field mouse must seek the aid of a colony of super intelligent rats in whom she has a deeper link to than she ever suspected. <laughs> her starring... son has pneumonia. Starring a crow with teeth. Starring a crow with uh, teeth, which I think is like, I think if you looked it up, you would see that it can be hard for animals without teeth, like reptiles and birds, to be animated in typical personified, like, human forms. That is no excuse to give it teeth. Well, it only sometimes had teeth. When its mouth was all the way open, it most certainly did not have teeth. (laughs) Um, So basically, the main character is a widow, Mrs. Brisby, and she is trying this whole film, which is... An there's hour and 20 lot. minutes. There's a lot in this film. But the whole time, she's really just trying to make sure that her son, who has pneumonia, doesn't have to leave the house. Who is in the film for approximately one minute? Approximately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say one thing I really liked about this film is that the main character was this kind of unassuming... Uh, wit- First of all, you never get a widow character, I feel like, in most movies as a main character. <clears throat> and I liked that. Very unassuming. Everyone in this movie was basically ridiculous, and she was the only one who wasn't. So I appreciated yep. that a lot of this movie. Um, Harrison, what, what did you think about Mrs. Brisby? I thought she was pretty badass. There was also the classic um, animation about animals problem where everyone was wearing a varying degree of clothing. So our main character was naked except for a shawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rats of Nim, as it were, were all fully clothed yes, for the most part. Because they are regal. Well, <laughs> and then the mice, the mice were either wearing like a bow, like a Winnie the Pooh, like tube top thing. Mm-hmm. One of them was wearing literally just a bow around her midsection. What's up with that? What's up with, yeah, I don't. I don't really understand the prioritization of clothing in relation to body parts. Like, <laughs> well, I think it's clear that they're trying to humanize these characters. But then why not? But then just why make was them... the boy wearing a tank top and no bottoms? Well, that's what I'm saying. So why not? Why aren't they all wearing fully clothed like outfits? Like why aren't they all? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's another animation thing. We should have had a guest star animator here to be right. like, it's hard to animate pants, Harrison. Mm. Why don't you animate pants on a rat for an hour and a half? Yeah, this, more than anything, we're left with questions. <laughs> what is the secret of Nim? I mean, actually, actually, that we, was the only question that was answered in this movie. Yeah, I was about to say, we learned the secret of Nim pretty quickly, actually. Yes. The secret of Nim, spoiler alert, is that Nim 
NIMH stands for the National Institute of Mental Health, which I that kind of blew my mind. That was my biggest moment of like this movie's a trip, man. Mm-hmm. When you find out that NIM isn't some sacred secret word, it's just the National Institute of Health's mental health division, mm-hmm. and then you find and out. And for that some the- reason, they have a beagle in a cage. I mean, all the other animals like mm-hmm. kind of makes sense for animal experimentation. I don't. I think beagles are pretty common for for experimentation. I think that's one of the breeds that they experiment on, beagles. I but, just didn't think it was out of like the gamut. It seemed weird that they had a dog like. I suppose. The rats make sense. The mice make sense. Basically, the secret of the NIM is that they're experimenting on animals, and one of their experiments makes the rats super intelligent. And, and only a certain amount of rats were injected. Yes. And, well, cause and I know, not I a know mouse. And not a mouse. Scientific, scientific method in full swing, they had a control group of rats who didn't get to escape because they weren't made hyper-intelligent. I saw that but in one of the scenes. Mrs. Frisbee's husband was a mouse who was also injected with the intelligence serum but they only said that there were 10 rats injected or however many rats well i don't remember how many they said but that was confusing too because then they would kind of play with the idea of no there's like a hundred rats but now there's actually only 10 that escape i don't know maybe the rats like you suggested taught the other rats to be as smart as they are yes without the serum and we never really figured out why the main leader rat nicodemus nicodermis Nick-a-doop-doop. Let's rename all of them. Uh, old Rat. Old, old rat, rat was... Old Rat Glow Eyes. Old Rat had telekinetic powers, straight up. Yeah, what is with... Okay, so they harnessed <laughs> electricity, but how were they... And they kept alluding to the idea that they didn't like to steal, because that's what rats do before they're hyper-intelligent. So they were going to go to a place called Thorn Valley, where they didn't have to steal electricity. And I really was excited to see what on earth that meant. And if there was some sort of generator that Thorn Valley has. Yeah, or... but basically at the end of the film, the the really it kind of is like, remember how the whole point of this film was her saving her son? Well, her son's fine, so you don't get to eat. Don't worry about Thorn Valley. Yeah. That was a subplot. And the crow gets to copulate, so all ends well. <laughs> that is the moral of this movie for some reason. That crow. Can we confirm that that crow was that famous guy who makes the, fo- the famous voice actor? Michael, That's intern exactly Michael. Like Can you look up the... DeLuise. It was Don DeLuise. Yeah, from such films as History of the World Part 1. History of the World Part 1. the Roman Emperor. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Thank you, intern Michael. He's hilarious! All right, well, thank you. This is our intern Michael. From Alex So, I want to know a few... Th- I have a few questions about this movie. Yeah. How did the owl get deep into whatever place it was living? <laughs> why was it covered in cobwebs? Uh-huh. How why did if it was covered in cobwebs from the spider, why did it why did it then crush the spider and make all of its juice come out? Ew. And <laughs> when it flew away and all the cobwebs came off. You're I, getting really hung up on like two minutes of this film. Well, let me just remind you that a mouse does not have a long life. <laughs> Let me remind you. Two hours of, not even two hours of this movie, an hour and 20 minutes of this movie is probably a, um, over a month. In human time. And Yeah. Well, that's actually kind of reasonable for the greatest adventure of this young mouse's life. Well, what about the owl? How many adventures like this? How many Miss Frisbees I have no come idea. around and the owl gets disturbed in its little hut with its spider friend who's <laughs> just knitting it protective clothing? <laughs> In the, in the form of... I, I, I don't know how long owls four live. Years. I four years. Four years? Did you four just look years. it up? Oh, 
Jeez, having an intern is the best. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I would have actually guessed a lot longer. The only reason I know that mice only live two years is because I've kept mice before in my classroom. Um, and it was just like this film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> um, except in real life, Minus mice, the medallion. mice would typically, if one of their little mice babies got pneumonia, they'd just eat it. What yeah. <laughs> they wore no clothes. They were they were little little free spirited mice. Did they use their medallion power to raise a cinder block? That's another thing that didn't get explained. So okay, I get it. You've been experimented on. You're you're in intelligent from some serum, and I don't I don't worry about what it is. It it was implied that there was some sort of DNA introduction there because that was kind of the like. Or just LSD. Maybe this is all a manifestation. Or maybe they're just. <laughs> um, I don't understand. There doesn't. It doesn't. All the mystical and magical stuff never made sense, because that was kind of what was exciting about finding out the secret of Nim and Nim is is the National Health Institute, or whatever. Because then you're kind of like, oh, it's just like in children's books where you know it's kind of fun where there's like a real explanation, but you make it magical because you're a child. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, in this film, contradicting that idea. There was magic that was literally never explained or even attempted to explain. It's not in the original novel. The mystical elements were added. The mystical elements were added? See, and I had a feeling like I wish I had read this book. Is it a picture book or is it like a chapter book? I'm not sure, but... Is the medallion in the book? No. They added it. Here's a quote. He says, regarding magic, we really believe that animation calls for magic. We give it a special fantastic quality. So animation calls for magic. So the excuse for adding magic was that it was an animation. Animation. That's the okay. Okay, so remove the magic. It's hypothetically. hard to remove the magic. It was to show her internal power. Oh, that's fine, but in the book, how does she shave her save her kids? She doesn't. What? <laughs> in the book, everyone dies. False. False. I'm back to not wishing we had a, an intern. It just represents her courage of heart. Well, magic, maybe. Spiritually, yes. I understood that point, but like, where did the stone come from? Like, I thought maybe they would say something like, your husband found the stone on his way out of the of the NIM. Um, or something. Give me something. Another thing we should have done during this this viewing is had a kid here. Like, we should have borrowed one of Nikki's kids. <laughs> Those are my most easily accessible kids. And seeing what they thought. Because maybe kids think this is the greatest shit of all time. I don't know. None of us saw this film as a kid. Or if I did, I blocked it out. But it's probably because... It's a manifestation of... Uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> of how much Harrison hates animals and loves clowns. There's yes, Michael. Enter Michael. <laughs> Wait, come over here so we can hear you better. The people at home uh, are like, who's this ghostly... Another reason they added the amulet was because they wanted, they wanted her to save her children and herself without relying on the rats. So I guess in the book, the rats do most of the saving. They thought it should be her. Well, I, um, I appreciate that. So. Which I think is cool, yeah, but that, uh, that's, I guess... The but at the risk of, like, not making any sense. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't gifted some serum that made her hyper-intelligent. Somehow she could read... Her husband, who was one of the lab rats, well, a, rab, a lab mouse, um, was, was injected, and he taught her how to read. Mm -hmm. I also thought that maybe they would play with the idea of, since their kids are descended from someone who was hyper intelligent maybe they had some hyper intelligence oh wait but how did he die again that he he was killed by the cat one of the times he tried to give the cat the sleeping powder so meanwhile they're on they're, all this is taking place at a farm the mice live for some unexplained reason 
during the winter they live in the fields and the idea is every spring when they start plowing they have to move their house so another an unanswered question is why don't they just always live in the same spot where it's not plowed did anyone think of this? <laughs> well, the director clearly didn't. Because <laughs> we, it wouldn't make for a plot device. It, well, it, it would. They don't live long enough to I've, know that there's other places in the world. Apparently, well, there you go. That's actually a good point. Michael says maybe they don't live long enough to understand the concept of there being an opportunity to just stay in one place for the summer and winter. They don't have the internet. Uh, how did she never meet the crow before the first time she encounters the crow? And then the crow's there all the time? Yeah. Uh, listen, listen. We are missing We are missing the magic of childhood. We should have watched this film with all the kids we could gather and pool them and see what they thought. It felt magical to me, but I couldn't follow it. <laughs> I could follow it, but I don't know how magic it felt. Well, maybe Robert Eger, Rob, Roger Ebert was wrong then. And this movie actually doesn't make any sense. And he's just a child. <laughs> rest in peace. May he rest in peace, yes. <laughs> um, I just, the crow was the best character. Let's talk about who the best characters were. Okay. The crow. End of story. No. <laughs> no. The best character was Mrs. Brisby. Well, okay. every single other character was complete nonsense. I also like how, yeah, I actually, now that I'm thinking about right. it, I kind of like how at the end her, her kids are like, so what's up with the magical Thorn Valley? Are we going to, like, go there and visit the rats? And the mom's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> no? Why would we? That's no. where Jonathan is now, but we're uh, not on speaking terms because... <laughs> no, Jonathan's dead. It's it's the guy you thought was a fox, Justin. Oh, Justin. Justin. Justin, Justin just is a fox. If y'all watch this movie, you'll realize <laughs> he's mm. a small version of a fox. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm. Like a fox. Like Harrison's into clowns and he's a furry oh my god that's what i'm getting here fake news <laughs> um god damn it <laughs> um harrison are you ready to give your rating i think i am i don't what's our rating system five heads <laughs> no, it's six. Oh my god, it has not been that long since we've recorded. Y'all, we missed we missed a month, but it's okay. We'll, it has we'll not back. been that long since we've recorded the Christmas. Oh, it's the end of January. Yeah. Here, here in Alaska, it's hard to keep track of yeah, time. It's so cold in Alaska. Um, because also, um, again, I don't know if the sun's up all the time or down all the time, but it's one yeah, of the two. It's really so very disorienting. If only we had a ribbon or a shiny thing that could distract us, like the crow in this movie. <laughs> um, I would give this movie like maybe three. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I, I mean, thought it had a strong lead. Yes, um, it did. I, I think you're right in that it's the the only character that was uh, I could deal with. <laughs> was the main character? Yeah, I like the crow, but he, uh, it was a little much. <laughs> um, the story was interesting. I mean, it took a dark twist, which I like. Yes. It was, it it was grounded in a reality to some degree that was interesting. It did. It did. So what are you are you gonna say three out of I'm six? I'm gonna say Harrison's? three out of uh, yeah three out of, uh what is that like a D? That's a fifty percent, which on my districts, the Alaska Public Schools district. I'll uh, give it a four out of six. That would be an E because we don't give S, we give E's. Okay, I'm gonna give it four out of You're six. You're gonna give it a four out of six. Uh, no, I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah, I I actually I was thinking about a two two out of six Kalas. Tell me why. It was just a little unremarkable. 
Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when you're an adult and you rewatch American Tale. So not to like glomp on Don Bluth. But is his last name Bluth? I thought it was Bluth. Or is it, <laughs> it is Booth? Is it Booth like Michael Bluth? Bluth? It's Michael Bluth. Michael Bluth. Okay, it's Michael Bluth. It's a banana stand. <laughs> um, it's just like I don't know. I think maybe you either need to be really fucked up, like on drugs, or just like a really young child. Well, drugs are illegal in Alaska, so we can't do that. They're illegal in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Okay, because in the rest of the country, they are illegal. They They're are illegal. illegal. Yeah. See, so that to some degree, that's how they got away with making this movie. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So I don't know. Just a little unremarkable. I feel bad, especially for a film that's the top forty animated films of all time according to Rolling Stone. And this just in, it's um one of the uh, top twenty three movies that made eighties kids crap in their pants. That's according to BuzzFeed. So thank you, BuzzFeed. Yeah. Thanks, BuzzFeed. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We learned a lot today. We really did. About overcoming adversity, about education, about experimentation. Uh-huh. Experimentation interspecies. Uh-huh. I mean, to be honest... A fox and a mouse, y'all. I understand that they were like, oh, we're being tortured, but at the same time, they became hyper-intelligent and they seemed to be very proud of how humanized they had been. So, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they could be a little more grateful. <laughs> no, I just meant... This This film had a not clear, a very confusing message about um, lab animals, I thought. Confusing. So, I'm going to say two Kalas out of six Kalas. I go higher. I go higher. Michael, Michael, are you trying to convince me? A, yeah. Michael, Michael intern Michael's review. Michael, score. we'll allow it this time. What, <laughs> are, what are your thoughts, <laughs> Min- <laughs> Minion? Yeah, yeah come I'll here. Michael, it. come here to I'll my bosom where five. the microphone is. Do I, do, Did you say oh, five Michaels out of six? Let me go five out of six. I think you have to imagine you're a kid in 1982, right? 82. And it's got a pretty dope sword fight at the end. Uh, it's kind of scary. It's about a single mom and she saves her kids. I think it's cool. Okay. I All go, right. I well, Michael's convinced I'm me going to, high. to say three out of six Kalos. Look, when you guys go low, I'm going to go high. Did I do three? I did three. <laughs> did you do three? Yeah, I did three. Okay. I'm comfortable with that. Three, four, I'm going five. I'm going five. I wouldn't go four. Five. But I don't have to explain why, because I did three. Going high. I feel like if, I, if I'm if i a child in 1982, I would have been like, I would have crapped my pants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my pants. yeah. But I also would have taken away the message of like, single moms are pretty dope. And I keep saying dope. Single moms five. are really it's dope. pretty cool. Pretty cool. I was raised by a single mom. Oh. And I'm pretty dope. Oh, but you weren't injected with a serum that we know of. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who, what character, let's play this fun game. Okay. Which character would you be if you were in this movie? Uh, um, um, that's a good question. Probably the handsome rat fox. <laughs> mm. Because I'm handsome and I flirt with everyone all the time. Ooh. I would be Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. Because, because you're mysterious and your eyes glow yellow. Yes, and because magic, and because Rat King. Hello. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I identify with Rat, the Rat King. The Rat King. Mm-hmm. Michael, what about you? The Shrew. Oh, oh God. Auntie Shrew. <laughs> Auntie Shrew was the fucking worst. Auntie Shrew. <laughs> <laughs> this leads me to just really quickly to cap out this episode. Um, Harrison didn't know the word ship, like in terms of when the crow just first showed up. I thought he was cute, and I was like, oh, I ship him and the mouse. And Harrison didn't know what that meant. I don't know you kids and your lingo. It's not a kid I'm lingo. I'm a rat thing. king of great intelligence. I have long nails <laughs> and bumps all over my hands. Listen. And I, I can make things appear in mirrors, <laughs> and I don't even need to give you an explanation because I, you're just going to believe it because of the movie. As a handsome rat named Justin, I know 
all things of love and also things of the world like shipping. And I'm, again, shocked that you are an old man, Harrison, and you had never heard of shipping or ships. Nothing? No? No Kirk Spock? Nothing? No? All right. Well, no. Harrison has a lot of educating <laughs> that he, he needs to get. He needs to get an education. Auntie Shrew knew all about it. Aunt, Auntie Shrew freaking knew. Auntie Shrew knew. Auntie Shrew freaking knew. And that is, that's the end. And that's it. That's all we had to say about the still. I'm sorry. It was a little unremarkable. Yeah. But the next one will be great. Trust us. Yeah. We've got one in and our we'll pocket. And we'll have our official guest he's, co-host, yes, Michael, join he's us. He's being promoted from intern to special guest co-host for our next film. If, if he's good. If he's good. We do like out of six shrews. How many auntie shrews? <laughs> How many auntie shrews? How many auntie shrews do you get? I don't even know. <laughs> All right, that concludes this episode of Kayla and Harrison won't shut up. See you next time. Bye. So you should probably comment with movies for us to watch because we have a really hard time deciding on our own. Yes, please God. Sign. Please tell us what to do. Signed Rat King. <laughs>